There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Sing with it. Go ahead. <laughs> my little There's no words. My I just little, got the my, meat. I just my, got the beat down. My, my little hummingbird. People You're, don't know this about me. I like music. Dude, I think a lot of people that know you know you know you like music. Yeah. You got some crazy eclectic taste. Oh, yeah. You cussed me out in the parking lot last week <laughs> over a rapper I don't even like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I listened to some of his stuff. And you're like, blah, 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 little baby too old for that trash and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm like, hey, man, lighten up. I didn't say hey. I was, I wanted him to run for president. Friday when I, Friday when I was driving, I, <laughs> I By the way, that's Lil, L-I-L, baby. Yeah, too many Lil. Like, there's Lil no. Baby, the baby, Lil, Lil Mama's Lil, baby. Lil, Lil Dirk. There's too many Lil, yeah, too much Lil. Lil? And too much, like that's what they sound like. It's the same thing. Everyone sounds the same. Stop it. Do that again. Sound <laughs> like you Stop can't get your it. car started. No one's you, like you doing cartoon voiceovers. No one. No one's like Shine Bad Boys song. Huh? Text you on Friday. Oh yeah, driving, you did. Yeah. Shine. That's, that's your song. lick. That's something like. I mean, just that's kind of that's my old school rap music. Dude, stuff you're talking anyway. twenty years. Yeah, that's that was the stuff. That song was awesome. You wanted to cuss so bad. It's always on the tip of your tongue. He said, that's the stuff. <laughs> I was, hey man, the drive to Minneapolis is what, five and a half, six hours? Yeah, just, I was, made, just made it. I was jamming. So did you pass Albert Lee and all those other yeah, good places? It's an easy drive. It is easy. It is. I was a passenger too. My buddy John drove. And uh, it, it is an easy drive. Once you get north of Ames, you can get going a little bit. Hey, so Very are you up there? I just said this this morning, and it may not be this morning for you fine folks, because pods drop on Thursday. I'm really talking about a Wednesday morning show. I'm shocked at the number of Iowa State fans driving across the state of Iowa. I guess that There's ag no. thing is It real. is real. It is real. That part of Iowa, though, I mean. So what? So as you get east, it's more Iowa? Yeah. And, uh, because it, right. there were, so, you know, we've, how many times have I made that Minnesota drive? Between <laughs> Minnesota and Wisconsin, I've, yeah, it's too many. probably 15 times in the last three years. Yeah. It's like driving through Iowa's, plus we play in Des Moines, we play yeah. in Ankeny. There are a ton of Cyclone fans. Well, now they're good, too. Football. Will they ever beat Iowa, though? That's the Can you believe Matt Campbell's got the collar against Kirk? It's good. I mean, well. He, they should win this year. They'll be but, favored. That doesn't mean they'll win. Hey, you ever tried to chase yeah. ghosts? <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey. All, of, those, all those, of my those sons of guns my, are hard to my catch. My mom's side of the family, she has uh, nine brothers and sisters. And all of them live-ish. Well, majority of them, northwest Iowa, like farm families and farming community families. And a lot of, it's about... 60-40 Iowa State versus Iowa fans, mm. which is, you know, different, I guess. So, 
You got off track a little bit at the beginning. No, of the I mean, okay. every, you know, I'm, I'm kind of admiring your Virginia basketball shirt. Isaac I got this Trout, at Isaac the Trout University. Give you that? At, no, I bought this myself at the University of Virginia. I'm, in I'm, told, I'm totally kidding because the folks look at, at the Lincoln back. are going to be like, "Whoo!" I like Virginia. Yeah, they're good. I mean, I'm a, I'm more of an old. I, I I like their baseball coach. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And I like Bennett too. I was a I Brogdon guy. Style would never be was a Stith or Ralph Sampson or. You know, John Crotty kind of guy, mm. but you strike me as a John, John Crotty. Crotty yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Lefty, could shoot it. Mm. Virginia guy. I would like him. Do you remember Brian Stith? Mm. Yeah. 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 I mean, they have a beautiful, their campuses. Dude, it's Charlottesville. <laughs> it is. They tailgate with Brie Cheese and Escargot. <laughs> their campus is nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, getting there is a little difficult, but it, it, it when you're there, it's nice. Yeah, I was in Charlotte, as you know, for... A long time, and mm-hmm. that is a just a that whole Carolina, Virginia, that whole part of the country is immaculate. That would, nice green, it's yeah. plush, no snow, really. Oh my gosh, the weather, baby! If you put some mix in some fat, <laughs> do that, you'll stay a lot warmer. <laughs> Playing it forward, it's the podcast. I swear, at sometimes at the end of this deal, we you you wonder if we like one another. We really, really do ton of respect for what this guy does. We were we finished up our legacy series. Yep. And uh last week you and I just shot the breeze and and t- today is funny because I think sometimes it's like Mike Tyson said, right? Everybody's got a plan until they get hit in the mouth. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about doing this whole the the legacy mm-hmm. thing started with these father-son tandems right. and father-son family relationships yep. and you were you're like, hey, man, I really want to get into kind of what you're doing and, and where you've been and all these other things with people yeah. in the community. And we never got to me mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. And then we brought it up off pod just mm-hmm. now, and we got into you. Well, he did. <laughs> so, so as I'm listening, the whole thing is interesting because I get why the legacy thing was so important to you mm-hmm. as a series when we were kind of bouncing it back and forth. Right. Right? Like what's in a name? What's in – what is in a name, actually, right? Like, what's in where you've been versus where you're trying to go, man? Like, uh, passion reigns supreme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, I mean, I'm, I look at it from myself is I, I want to leave my own because I didn't have one. I don't have one. Now, like the name, right? Right. Um, and it, that's something for me that goes back to childhood and just, always wanting to be in sports, work with sports. I mean, that's what I wanted to do my when I was a little kid. I wanted to be I wanted to be the sports center anchor. I wanted to be Keith Olbermann, all those guys on on sports center. That's what I wanted to do with my life. And I kind of do that now, <laughs> but a little differently. And it was because I I didn't have a plan or a focus or a model. Like I I just didn't we moved around a ton because my dad couldn't keep a job. Um, so I, I wanted it, I wanted my life to be different and be a little more stable and connected and all that stuff. So um, that's probably where it comes from. It's just I, I wanted to learn what that was and how I can carry that over to my kids. Since I guess this podcast will just be a bunch of truth serum, um, it's interesting to hear you say that. Because being the son of somebody that was so revered, oh yeah, 
that has had several firsts. Mm -hmm. Um, I fought that. Yeah, you didn't want to do it, yeah. For a long time growing up. Right. Now, I wasn't what I would call, I was a fantastic student, right? That was a Mm non-negotiable. But there wasn't one year up until I was probably a junior in high school. This is true now. We we just were just Mm. taking all the stuff off. Yeah. It's like, I didn't have a parent call home, or not a parent, a teacher call home for a multitude of reasons, whether it was poor behavior or, you know, getting into trouble or a fight or, and all I ever heard growing up was, well, there were two things. Number one, I was, I was too black for some, but not black enough for others. Mm. Yeah. So that drove me that drove me crazy because yeah. you know we lived off of 99th and Fort and that was way out there. Yeah, yeah. Right. So for me my identity didn't really become secure until much later in life because I didn't want the pressure or the burden of being like my dad. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was a burden. And I didn't really know where I was going to fit in otherwise. So that part was a little bit of a struggle. And and I remember these teachers would always say, he was assistant superintendent of Omaha Public Schools. He was the first African-American coach to win a national championship at a predominantly yeah. white university. He was a premier athlete. He was kind of the who's who. And all I could remember saying, they'd say, hey, does your dad know that you act like this and this, that, and the other? And I would say, hey, you know what? Like, actually, <laughs> he'd probably respect you a lot more if you didn't try to pit him against me and right. just handle your own business. Right. Hey, what's your phone number? I'm looking you up in the system. And it's like, you're telling on me because, <laughs> because of you're, who you, you're leveraging that against me. And right. I fought it forever. Right. Right. And... He was very traditional. I mean, imagine, I call you a lot of things, right? Yeah. But just the whole Huxtable label. Yeah. Growing up, like I just was not a fan of. Yeah, you probably had to deal with that a ton. And and, and I just, it wasn't, listen, as you'll get into your deal, there's a lot tougher, but tough is relative, Mm -hmm. right? Tough for me was fighting against something that, at the end of the day, you know, God had probably called me to be, mm-hmm. right? But just my personality, right? If that's, there's a reason I like salmon, I typically <laughs> swim <laughs> upstream, right? And I don't want to be like that, right? I don't. I, there's just something innate where, you know, I'm inquisitive. You know, I'm a big fan of the Bereans. They did their own homework, <laughs> they asked a lot of questions. You, you just, you. You learned it like it was modeled for you. It's to, hard to not. To, to, so the modeling came from to be inquisitive about do I really want this? Mm-hmm. Because what was being modeled for me was very traditional. Mm-hmm. My mom worked really hard inside the home, right? I had four, four other siblings, five total. You know, my dad went to work at the same time and came home at the same time since the school board meeting nights and and uh you know we ate together and we said the blessing together and you had to wait 30 minutes until after you ate for your food to digest <laughs> yeah. 
Like it was. I remember when that used to be. Used to knock and used to knock on the door, and you'd get your bedtimes for the school year. You know, and it was like he was granting these bedtimes, like he was Santa granting wishes. Mm. You know, he'd say, "Hey, fifth grade." Eight eight fifteen sounds good, you know, and you'd lobby for fifteen minutes <laughs> and say eight thirty, and you, and it's just like, I just felt like you know what? I'm just being honest. That's too much power for one man to have. <laughs> it is a lot. That's, that's, that's a lot. Like if we're just being complete, yeah. that's too much power for one right. man to have. Right. And I, it was just really hard for me to negotiate growing up, even though I look back at it now. And I still have never really given myself time to what I would call grieve mm-hmm. over over losing him. Um, you know, he was sick over time, um, and 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 basically succumbed to dementia, and you know his body shut down on him, and and uh, he had what was called aphasia, and um, the whole slow process of watching him fade away was very, very difficult. Oh, yeah. But then I pit that against the suddenness of doing a wellness check on my brother a couple years ago and and finding him no longer with us. I I still wrestle today with would I rather say goodbye or would I rather not Just know. Let, yeah. And I still don't have a good answer because I didn't like either one of them. no. Because it's a little grim anyway. Gun to head, I would probably pick sudden. Mm. But in talking to other people, I feel like they embrace the opportunity to be able to say goodbye. I'm not so sure I would. Eight years was a long time to watch him struggle. Yeah, especially from a having the strong, like really strong, you know, really strong, smart, you know, obviously successful father figure that you had to watching that kind of wither away as they get older, probably a little tough versus, you know, the sudden impact of stuff. It's, it's yeah, that and, makes sense. And, and conversely for you, just yeah. the opposite. Yeah. I mean, I had, so I've, I, I mean, my parents are both still alive as far as I know. Uh, um, I mean, that right there just lets you know we're on way opposite ends of the spectrum. My, you know, I mean, my mom, obviously she, she's still alive for sure. Um, lives in Omaha and it's great. But, um, my father-in-law, um, he passed suddenly, Mm. like very suddenly. And that was almost five years. It will be five years ago in, uh, in, um, August or July. And, um, and that that was hard. That was really hard on my wife and family. And um, my wife was nine months pregnant with our first child when he passed away. And he would have been the best grandfather. I mean, he would have been mm-hmm. awesome. And my my mother in law and I were the one. They were divorced, but my mother in law and I were the ones that went over and did the wellness check to see, cause he wasn't answering the phone and texts and nothing. So my wife had us both go over to like check on him. Mm. And we were the ones that found him in his bed. Uh, similar to my brother. So that was like super hard. Right. Mm. Um, and I'll never forget telling my wife. I mean, that was, I've had hard conversations in my life. 
telling my wife that her dad had passed was the hardest. Mm. Like, no question about it. Especially, like, we were super excited about our first kid coming and grandpa, you know, like, he was excited and, you know, it just, he never saw his grandkids. And that was, that was hard. I'll never forget walking in our house because I couldn't call her. That's not a text or phone call conversation, right? So I drove home quick, tell my wife, walk in. She knows what's up because I'm not responding and her mom's not responding to mm-hmm. texts and calls because we just were like, we can't. We, we got to go tell her, right? So I went home and told her, and I will never forget her just falling to her knees, mm-hmm. nine months pregnant, just breaking down. And I was like, I didn't even say the words. I walked in. I walked in the house. She's standing in the kitchen. She says, he's gone. I know it. And like she had been crying. And all I did, I didn't say anything. And my silence said everything. Mm. Like that was, that was really hard. So, I mean. Did, did you, did you pit that against or in relationship to draw strength from, be jealous of? The relationship that you did not have with your dad? Absolutely. 100%. Really? Which one? Which one? A little of all? Like, which? which? Little little of all. Like, I was, I mean, my my wife and sister-in-law had a fantastic relationship with their dad. Fantastic. I do not have a relationship with my dad today. I, I alluded to it. I could not tell you if he's alive. I wouldn't know. I haven't talked to him since uh, it's been almost 10 years. Mm. Never seen my kids. He wasn't invited to my wedding. <laughs> like, none of that. Have not spoken to him. Or seen him or anything. Nothing. I still keep the last voicemail that I have from him. I have it on my phone. I've kept it. Boy, you talk about. 2013. So it's so it's interesting, right? The podcast is playing it forward. Right. And it's it's obviously a, a play on words to paying it forward. Mm-hmm. So there will be people that will listen and think, oh, my goodness. Yeah. But be encouraged. It's, right. Right? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, where you and I have arrived at, mm-hmm. whether it's how we want to parent, how we want to lead the household, how you get up and go to work every day, there's more than a couple yeah. ways to, st- to skin a cat. Mm-hmm. They both stem from the relationships and vantage points that we had with right. our fathers. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Mine is, I would, I would give you at least my left, maybe my left and right arm to be a quarter of the person he was to have the impact on the community that he did mm-hmm. by the time he passed away. Right. And mine is the opposite. <laughs> I, I have modeled my Life and as a parent, um, from the way my dad parented to be the exact opposite of him. Mm. I like, always, I don't, I, I, I don't. We talked off air on this, but I, I will never forget having a conversation. Uh, my brother's older than me. I'll never forget having a conversation in his dorm room. He was a fifth-year senior in college. He's two years older than you? Four, three and a half. Okay. And uh, this was 1999. Had a conversation, and and 
we agreed that we were not going to raise our kids if we had kids we were not going to raise our kids the way we were raised meaning like just abusive physically mentally all of that for sure 100% to not only to us but to my mom like i mean all crazy um, and you've been through the whole nine government assistance yeah i mean you could talk like, about that yeah we were, i mean we i i grew up um i went to Christian school and I was in kindergarten through third grade, halfway through third grade. Um, then had to go to a public school because my dad lost his job and couldn't afford it anymore. Then from, from there it was multiple jobs and multiple jobs and all, all this stuff. So we, I mean, I, I grew up in, I mean, full blown government assistance. I mean, it's like food stamps, food pantries, um, powdered milk and save brand cornflakes for breakfast. I almost like, feel some type of way about giving you a hard time all these years about your little kid taste palette. <laughs> That's why, though, I think is because I just isn't didn't, that something? Yeah, like I didn't you're have to- that stuff. You're totally fine with a turkey sandwich yeah. and potato chips every day because yeah. it's significantly better than and what, what you I grew eating. up on. Yeah. My my brother and I had we that is unbelievable. We had you know a hand me down car from my grandpa. It was his old um, when my brother was in high school. I was in middle school, and it was a hand me down like station wagon that was just you know it was my grandpa's old fishing truck, quote unquote, and it was just this clunker that my brother so my brother could drive around. And his we had a friend. His friend was sitting in the front seat. I was sitting in the back seat. Friend was sitting on the passenger side. He opens the glove box, and there are food stamps in there. And the friend pulls them out and is like, what's these? And I remember my brother was so embarrassed, mm. lied to him and said, oh, we found those on the street, and we just put through them in there. But you knew. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. We both knew for sure. Okay. Something we've never really talked about publicly, but, like, that was embarrassing, right? Because we tried to kind of hide it, right? I. I didn't have Nikes growing up. I had go to Payless and you buy the shoes that didn't have any sort of logo on them that were like the most generic. And I always tried to find the most generic ones because like I didn't want people to know that they were the force one whatever things from Payless. So I wanted the ones with nothing on it, no markings at all on Mm. the shoes in elementary school. I mean, now when I got a little, I mean, when I got into high school and had a job myself and all that, I, I bought that stuff for myself. But, okay. So let me yeah. tell you what I see. So just knowing you, mm-hmm. this is interesting. Cause yeah. even I'm learning some, not the, 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 the dad thing I knew that yeah. the depths I'm kind of hearing for the first time. Yeah. So let me tell you three quick manifestations of that. This is yeah. how you should be encouraged. Number one, your palate Food is overrated. It is yeah, not a, it is not a, it's not the end all be all. It's not that big of a deal. Right. You, you, you eat to live because sustenance, and that's what sustenance is for. Right. Number two, you keep your car in immaculate shape. Try to, yes. It's always clean. Yeah. When you got a new car, it was, hey, look at my new baby. Yeah. I thought it was a little weird. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm being honest, no, right? Yeah. I'm like, 
I'm proud of that stuff. This dude is waxing poetic about about his vehicle. (laughs) He's like, no, no, you don't understand. You don't understand. And and I'm in the parking lot. This is this is the God's honest truth. Yeah. I'm like, he's weird. That's what I thought. I'm like, Mike Sauter is weird. Well, people think that anyway. That he is obsessing over a clean new car. They are so overrated. That's right. what I'm saying in no, my they, head. They are. But I felt like, again, full disclosure, you were so passionate that I didn't want, I did not want to wet your blanket. <laughs> I swear to goodness. I got in my car and I'm like, more full disclosure. I'm like, <laughs> what are we? What am I doing? Like, this guy <laughs> is a complete goofball. Yeah. Even when I was walking towards my car, you're like, no, 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 wait, wait, you don't understand. <laughs> and you knocked on the tires, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> fine. Yeah. Here's the other thing. What's the one thing in Atlanta you told me you're not afraid to spend money on? Shoes. Shoes. Yeah. Not at all. 100%. All day long. My man had on, <laughs> as, <laughs> as, as Sash over there, yeah. as the Burks going bananas. Right. I'm like, oh, you're big time now, yada, yada. Because it's like the second or third nice pair of shoes yeah. I've seen you in. Yeah. And I have shoes I don't even wear that just sit there that cost me like $220 that are just so like hanging out. Like you're buy- hanging you're out. buying Carl Buttig turkey yeah. for your lunch meat. <laughs> But you're going to spend $200. It, it's yeah. all making sense now. That's why I didn't have any of that when I was a kid. And you just, just no, yeah. no cap, right? Just no, <laughs> not going back. I didn't have, yeah, I, I just, I think that's part of it is one, I, I, I'm compensating probably. Or maybe even over. When I watch yeah, you with over. your littles. Yeah, I'm very. OMG. I'm very. <laughs> I'm like. Bro, do you, are they a little spoiled? Uh, they're a little spoiled, yeah. And I'm pretty protective. Yeah. Yeah. I like, get it. Like, very, like, hey, don't go over there. Don't, like, like them. We went to the park the other night, and they. <laughs> He's like the king of stranger danger. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's your social number? Not giving it to me. <laughs> Not talking to my kids. They. We went to the park the other day. There was these, like, old, little older brothers and sisters, what, three, three kids there. And they. My two-year-old was just walking around, and this little girl that I didn't know came up to her and was like, I know you want to be my friend. And I'm like, be your friend? What? <laughs> no. Like, what's going on over here? <laughs> and my and my two-year-old goes, she can, you know, barely talk. She's yeah. And I'm like, what's going on? Right. So I, like, kind of. radars. Yeah. Hitting. I kind of, like, walked over there a little bit, and I was like, okay, like, what is she going to tell her? What are we doing? And then they like played together a little bit and stuff. And I was like, and then she said something about like playing and they were playing in the sand and that. I'm like, that's dirty. Like, let's not. Yeah. I was like, no. Oh, yep. She can't. I was, I, I, I even went over and like, yeah, she can't do that, but she can do other things. I mean, it's just overly protective. It's just weird. So let me ask you something as we kind of put a bow on this segment. We're listening to all the things that are being said during that legacy series. Mm-hmm. We started with dads that co- dads mm-hmm. and moms that coach their kids. We started with 
the legacy parents raising quote unquote legacy kids. We ended with the student athletes. Were you motivated? Mm -hmm. Were you a little bitter? Were you inspired on what you wanted to do with your kids? Were you like all of the, there had to be a gamut of emotions, right? My, I think two things, one, um, motivated to, to leave. Um, I mean, if my kids are athletes, great. If they're not fine, like I, I, I don't care. Um, even though you do have a miniature Mia here. Yeah. (laughs) Frankly, like I wish if they weren't athletes, it'd make what I do for a living a lot easier. Maybe in the long (laughs) haul. Yeah. Maybe in the Um, long haul. But I mean, she, my oldness. Imagine me in like two years if I have to talk about recruiting and yeah, schools and stuff hard. like that, right? Yeah. My, but anyway, my oldest is is pro- looking like it might be pretty good. Um, but I I think I was motivated and inspired. I was more inspired by the kids. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really was. I was like, man, if if I can raise if I can raise my kids to be like them. I did it right. So let, you you know, you want the big takeaways from me? Yeah, it's weird, but it'll make sense. You knowing me, knowing the household I grew up in, which series of the if you break them down into threes, do right. you think was my favorite? Um, the the coaches, parents, without question. Yeah, which is fantastic that you knew that. Why? Because your dad was a coach and parent and, Without, and listen, was, had a big name and all that stuff. That was by far in a way. Yeah. You could relate to it. Man, I'm taking notes. <laughs> you were. That's right. I'm taking notes. Yeah. Because some of that stuff, so there's a, I can think of probably a handful of things that really stuck out, but I'll give you the top four. Josh Ludke. Talking about coaching Kyle in basketball, even though he was a football guy, all he really wanted him to do was maximize. It didn't have anything to do with who he was or what he did going to the same school. Alvin Mitchell, from day one, telling his kids that one wasn't the other. Hey, how do you deal with CJ and Sharif and Darnell? Listen, that's easy for me in my house because from day one, Sharif, uh, CJ knows he's not Sharif. Sharif knows he's not Darnell, yeah. There was no blurring of the lines. The other, Tim Brodsky saying, you know what I recognized right away as a parent. Now, he could just be it's revisionist history. Right. But the fact that he understood the personality types as kids, hey, you know what? Peyton's a lot more like me. Trey's a lot more like his mom. So when I'm coaching these guys growing up, like, see, I wasn't afforded some of those luxuries right there was a way to do things there was rigor there was carrying the bending name there was the being the youngest of five right i mean i'm like oh my gosh <laughs> like this is a real thing yeah right the one kid in my household that didn't go to central five siblings four went to central yeah, you- my dad worked at central yeah what i do Eh, I don't go to Northwest. I don't go play baseball. (laughs) That's where that stuff comes from. Yeah. Right. And and I and I look at how and I look at how it it manifests itself. I never put a ton of pressure on on Maya to get into sports. She tried everything. 
She's dance and volleyball and basketball. I really wanted her to play softball, but I didn't. Hey, it's one sport Dad could actually teach you to play. I know how to use a bat. <laughs> Caleb, hey, you don't have to love Nebraska. Hey, matter of fact, if you don't want to be a running back, that's cool too. <laughs> you don't want to wear my number? Listen, that's even so, the, so these guys get to be 12, 13. What do I want to do over? Man, why do you? Why do you like Oregon, or why are you into Oklahoma, or why are you into? See, I almost wish I would have done it the other right. way and found some sort of balance, right? But I went out of my way to make, to make sure. sure that everybody could be their own kiddo, mm. right? And and and, and I'm not. It, it, listen, everything happens for a reason, and I don't. Uh, I didn't lose sleep over it. I mm. thought it was it was enlightening. Because I was impressed with, like, re- what's my favorite term? Self in one of my self favorite inventory, self yeah. self inventory. I was amazed at how real time there's their understanding and diagnose. How about Britt Prince saying, "God, you know what? I'm a little late to the game. Yeah, you know why I'm late to the game? I want to invest in my family." Right. This was important to me. I wanted to do X, Y, and Z. And having the opportunity to go back and get it right. in 2020 as a new head coach. It's right. hard to do. That's, can you imagine trying to pull that off in the 90s no. or the 80s? No. It's just not happening. Yeah, no. well, who do you know? What's your lineage? Yeah. Who, who's, who's who recommend? Who re- like, yeah. Hey, what's, your, what's the last name? Yeah. Oh, wait, let me... Are you part of the network? Yeah. Or are you, you are you part are you system. part of the club? Yeah. Yeah. I, so I like I was just like, and I know for you it was the kids probably right yeah. because mm-hmm. they were magnificent. Oh yeah, and I I mean I Jordan Ball and Drew were awesome, and they I, I left here I was like man, like I feel like I'm a better human just for listening to them talk. Did you put it? You put any undue pressure on yourself as a as a parent to produce? Do similar byproducts? Um, no, no, kind of just let it. See, your kids, your kiddos are younger. Yeah, it's harder. I mean, right, four and two. So I, I'm to the point now where I tell those guys that to understand their last name. Yeah. Well, they probably that's probably. I mean, they're old enough now. It's different. We'll yeah. see, right? I don't. I would be kidding you if I said and not telling the truth if I had complete comfort in it. Mm-hmm. but it is a transition, right? Because I think now I'm to the point, just to put a bow on this thing, when I get up and you have a full day, it's like, okay, what's my epitaph going to read? Like, what will have been my mark? What What is my legacy? legacy. Yeah. Right? So it's like, uh, is it too soon? It sounds a little <laughs> morbid. But that's where we're at, yeah. right? I think, I mean, I I think about that stuff all the time. It's weird that, I mean, I'm, I was driving, you know, to Minneapolis this past weekend and I, and back and I was like, you know, if something happened to me, like if I just, you know, a car came over, like whatever, if something happened to me right now, like what would people say? I think about that all the time. Um, What would people say about me if something happened to me? Like just an instant thing. I'm like, how many people would show up at a, you know, like what those sort of things. Like I think about that. Like, I don't know if it's important to me while I, why I think about it, but 
I think it probably is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. my, my favorite thing yesterday, I went to a, a funeral. Uh, it's Alvin yeah. Mitchell. We talked about Sharif and, and CJ and Darnell. And his mom passed away. And during the funeral, on at least six or seven occasions, I heard something to the effect of, good job, rest well. Yeah. You've done a good job. And I'm thinking to myself, I better get this. I, 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 I better <laughs> yeah. get this. Yeah. I'm, I'm dead dog serious. You're doing like you've you've done a good job, right? I'm like, all the grandkids stood up, all the kids stood up, and I'm like, all right, where are we at today? Let's go. You know, yeah. And you put this this crazy pressure on yourself, right. but when you see it transpire, it's like there was power in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got time. Yeah. You got time. <laughs> Be encouraged. That may have been a little heavy, but we keep it 100 around here on Playing It Forward. If you're not subscribing, shame on you. Right. Um, we're on a lot better schedule now, too, man. Thursday, the pod will drop. That's my main man, Mike Sauter, opening himself up like a, I want to say envelope, yeah. but it's skinny in its way, <laughs> so I don't want you to think that I'm talking about you. <laughs> some similarity. <laughs> Yes. I'm terrible. A little sticky. Yeah, you know. Exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Touch it wrong and it'll cut you. <laughs> yeah. That's that man, Mike Sauter. We're back next Thursday. It's Sasha on the ones, not the twos, just the ones. He's the, the master producer, a.k.a. the boss. We're back next week. It's Planet Forward. A Huda Media Production.